0: Good morning. I want to take us to the book of Ephesians today and there is one theme, one subject I want us to concentrate on. It is a subject that when understood can always give us a spiritual lift and can generate gratitude toward God. My subject is the grace of God in the book of Ephesians. And this sermon is coincident with, first, our class studies in Ephesians, and second, the sermon series I'm delivering this year, once a month, on the grace of God. First, I will refresh our concept of what God's grace is, and then we're going to quickly look at six places in Ephesians where we can become better acquainted with God's grace and what our response ought to be. Grace, as presented in Scripture, is not some convoluted theological concept that only scholars can talk about. Not at all. I maintain... Children who have been to birthday parties are well equipped to understand grace. Here's what I mean. Kids don't go to birthday parties to receive pay for work they have done. It is not like payday when you go in and receive a check for work you have done. Wages paid according to the amount and quality of the work done. No, birthday parties are not like that. Birthday parties are not like paydays. Birthday parties are delightful opportunities for kids to be celebrated and a reward is based on time in life, not work done. My favorite birthday present when I was a little boy was a swim bicycle. In 1954 the cost was $51. My daddy brought home $50 a week. So he spent more than a week's pay so that I could have that bicycle. I had no thought that I had earned that bicycle I did do my chores around the house, but I didn't connect that with the birthday gift. There was no idea in my mind that I had earned that bicycle. I learned, and you learned very early in life, this little word, gift. Gift. Our parents loved us. And gave us gifts. We received them and we used them, but did not regard our reception of those gifts as wages earned for work done. It was grace. That's how simple the concept is. God didn't have to do anything about getting us out of sin. But as our supreme parent, he loves us and wanted to give us salvation, not because of our great conduct, not because we merited a reward, not because we earned salvation. God loved us and wanted to make this offer. And when we obeyed the gospel, we were receiving the gift of salvation. And then as we continue to live as faithful Christians, we keep that gift and use that gift in the way we live and think and speak and interact with people and God. That's grace. Salvation by grace is as simple as a birthday present, though of course it's far greater in value. You receive and use and keep and appreciate what you didn't earn. Through the activity of our faith, we receive salvation from God through Christ. And through the continued activity of our faith, we keep it. It is not a complicated concept at all. It is written over and over in the book of Ephesians. I want to take us to six places, very briefly, once in each chapter where grace emerges for our understanding. It will help us, encourage us, and supply motivation. Chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6, Ephesians 1. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. According to the purpose of his will. To the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. I know that we see the word grace in verse 6, but we need to see grace also in verse 3. God has blessed us in Christ, Paul wrote to Christians, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Here's what that means. Everything you need to enjoy fellowship with God, everything necessary for inner strength, Spiritual warfare, guidance in relationships, worship, God provides in Christ. Everything heaven offers, God provides in Christ. And we did not earn such consideration. Christians are people who have entered into Christ through baptism. And as we abide in him, we are recipients of the grace of God in Christ. Notice, this was God's plan before the foundation of the world. Did you earn anything in your standing with God before the foundation of the world? This is grace. God decided before the foundation of the world to adopt as His children those who would be responsive to His Son, Jesus Christ. This should cause us to praise His glorious grace which He has bestowed upon us in the Beloved. That's grace. That's God giving what we do not deserve What we do not earn, but we can become recipients of it in our obedient response to Jesus Christ. Chapter 2, not that slide yet. Chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Well, here is this idea of a gift. A gift not earned... But it's received through faith, not of our own doing. Before you stepped into the waters of baptism in repentance of your sins, confessing your faith in Christ, you had not earned standing with God. You had lost it because of sin. So mark that phrase here in Ephesians 2. Mark that phrase, not of our own doing. The plan came from God, as affirmed in Ephesians 1. Make that connection. In the text we studied in chapter 1, it is God's plan that he put together in his perfect mind, before the foundation of the world, to the praise of his glorious grace. Since it is God's plan... When sinners hear about Christ, believe in him, and obey him, certainly it is not of our own doing. It is a gift we receive by faith. Received, not earned. Now, this text needs special attention because sometimes it is misunderstood. Some are tempted and quite bold about it. That the phrase, not a result of works, or in the New King James, not of works, is written here by Paul to say and to mean grace alone, nothing else. Meaning man takes no action, and if man takes no action, that somehow defends the grace of God. No. No. That may at first sound pious or logical, but it's a subtle error. It is an expression of classic Calvinistic doctrine. John Calvin was a man many, many years ago who wrote huge volumes of systematic theology and religious creed back in the 1500s. Many denominational churches follow his teaching closely And that has influenced how they read this passage. And their assertion is since this says not of works, that means grace alone with nothing like repentance and baptism involved. The question is are we going to read Calvin or Paul? Is that what Paul wants us to do with this passage? When the Apostle Paul delivered the gospel to sinners, what did he tell them to do? He told them they needed to respond, to repent, and be baptized to receive the gift. Not to earn it, but to receive it. It was Paul who commanded the Ephesians to be baptized. And you can read about that in Acts chapter 19 verse 5. It was Paul who said over in Ephesians 4 and verse 5... There is one baptism. It was Paul who wrote in Romans chapter 6 that in order to walk in newness of life, one must first be baptized into Christ. The works ruled out here are not works of obedient faith by which we receive the gift. Rather, the works of merit by which we perceive we have earned something before God. In fact, in this same place where Paul is writing to Christians, by the way, he says, we were created in Christ Jesus. See, conversion is a new creation in Christ Jesus. We were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I think the key here is God's plan, God prepared. He didn't have to give us a plan. But he did to the praise of his glorious grace with which he blessed us in the beloved. Do you see, Ephesians helps us understand and get a good hold on this important concept of the grace of God. Chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. By the way, this will be the subject of our study Wednesday night you want to come back. For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly, when you read this you can perceive my insight and Into the mystery of Christ. This is about what God did through Paul. God had a plan before the foundation of the world. It was unknown for ages. Then the mystery was revealed. And we read it. And use it. And respond to it. To the praise of his glorious grace. God doesn't force His message into our heads, we have to read it and use it and respond to it, not claiming that we merit such consideration, but that we need the gift God offers. Chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. Ephesians 4, 1 through 8. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts... Man, This is about how full God made his plan in its provisions for his church. So that we can be united and work together and grow together to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And verse 7 says about all this, grace was given. It was God's plan that there be apostles, prophets, evangelists, and other inspired men to launch the program and to spread the word as we respond to God's giving of all of this we're able to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which we have been called chapter 5 verses 1 2 therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Let us never imagine that grace is limited somehow to God. This says, and the Holy Spirit reveals this, Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. We didn't deserve such consideration and sacrifice, but this says, notwithstanding our unworthiness, he loved us and gave himself up for us. Our response to this grace ought to be seen not only in our initial obedience, but in our daily efforts to be imitators of God his beloved children Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 24 Ephesians 6 and verse 24 grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible If I want God's gracious presence in my life to comfort me and assure me and guide me, to correct me and keep me right, I do not earn but receive the benefit from Him through loving our Lord, Jesus Christ, with love incorruptible. Do you see how Ephesians equips us to well understand the subject? Salvation by grace? May I review quickly? In chapter one, Christians enjoy every spiritual blessing in Christ because of God's plan that he formed in his mind before the world began. We were not there to earn such consideration That compassion and grace and love was in the mind of God before the world was created. In chapter 2, since it is God's plan, we have no boast that we merit this. But we receive God's gift and we are created in Christ Jesus for good works. Chapter 3, we know all of this because... God was gracious to reveal this for us to read and use. When you read, you can understand. In chapter 4, the provisions of God for His church came from His grace so that we can respond and together we can do the Lord's work to be mature and and to evangelize. Chapter 5 Christ gave himself up for us, motivating us to be imitators of God. Chapter 6, the presence of God's grace is with his people who love the Lord with love incorruptible. I want to urge you to read everything else in Ephesians, and you will see beautifully and clearly salvation by grace. You'll want to be a receiver of all God offers in Christ. And you become a receiver and a keeper of those blessings by the activity of your faith. Then for further understanding of salvation by grace, you know what I'm going to say. Read everything before and after Ephesians. If you're here this morning, and you recognize that God is above all, that the Bible is His Word, that Christ is the Son of God, that sin is your problem, but in Christ there is the solution, hearing this message, believing in Christ, confessing that faith, you can repent, and be baptized, and live faithfully, and anticipate the hope. Of heaven, while we stand together to sing. i